Hello, this is Richard Outram, and welcome to the Prepare for Growth podcast series, bite-sized wisdom for leadership and personal development. So thank you for taking time out to join me. I'm so grateful for this unique opportunity. How to climb your second mountain. An interesting reality descends upon us as we age over the decades. I'm seeing it more and more in the local business community as we become friends over decades and grown together in our careers. I guess I'm more conscious of it as I go through the phase myself and think about empty nesting with my wife and retirement. I network with friends and more often than not, the conversation will wane off of business talk, empty nesting and morph into what's next in my life. And the notion that I've achieved career and material success but somehow I still feel unfulfilled. There's got to be more to life than this. Does this sound familiar? We may recognize the subtle life changes and inevitable decline in our abilities and successes becoming increasingly unsatisfying and perhaps our relationships lacking. It's likely a directly proportional relationship. The more accomplished one is at the peak of one's career the more pronounced the decline seems, if we are self-aware enough to recognize it. So how do you find happiness in this critical next phase of your life as you face your mortality horizon and possible irrelevance as you head off into the sunset? I've read a few books on the topic such as From Strength to Strength by Arthur Brooks, The Earned Life by Marshall Goldsmith, and Is That All There Is? by my friend Bruce Turkel. I referred them to all my friends of mine who are struggling with the inevitable changes on the back of our career successes. Recently, my wife also hosted a book club kickoff event with a group of similarly aged relatives to discuss from strength to strength. The topic was timely and relevant for the cohort. In Brooks' book, The Striver's Curse explains our quest for excellence and eventually winding up being terrified by our inevitable decline. He defines fluid intelligence as the ability to reason, think flexibly and solve problems. In one's younger days, these raw smarts are prominent as you are climbing the career ladder. But as you age, fluid intelligence declines and is replaced by crystallized intelligence, which is the ability to use the stock of knowledge and patterns you've learnt in the past or in other words, your wisdom. You can therefore redesign your career less on innovation from fluid intelligence and more on instruction, counsel and wisdom as the years pass, thus playing to your strengths with age and dedicating it in service for the good of the world. One profound finding in the book was a very successful businesswoman who said she prefers to be special than happy. It's the craving for success and this self-objectification or pride that lowers self-worth and life satisfaction. The focus of being special follows our ego and the separateness from our true divine self or spirit. I deeply identified with a chapter on how to get started on your road to recovery from the inevitable decline from the height of prior success and probable self-objectification as it has several consistent themes with Eastern philosophy, which I personally try to live by every day. 
These are, acquisitiveness leads to materialism and vanity, which derails the search for happiness by obscuring our true selves. We should be subtracting rather than adding. Satisfaction from things is fleeting and we move on to the next thing in search of happiness. The hedonic treadmill simply never brings true lasting happiness. Simplify your life and it will gather energy. Release from suffering comes not from renunciation of things of the world, but from non-attachment to those things. Self-worth is not measured in material terms and again does not lead to happiness. Attachment to material things are usually for the immediate temporary gratification and not for the greater lasting good. Attachment brings anger, fear and resentment when you risk losing the things you are attached to, which are typically ego-driven. Enjoy material successes, but don't become attached to them or self-identify with them. Scarcity makes everything dearer to us. Contemplating death can even make life more meaningful. We must accept the impermanence of life and existence itself. When all is said and done, what will your eulogy say about your life's purpose? Hint, it's never going to be about your material successes. Research shows that religious and spiritual adults are generally happier and suffer less depression than those who have no faith. They call on the strength of a higher power and galvanizing force of the universe. We are but, mere, we are but a mere drop of consciousness in a vast interconnected world. Even though our ego veils our true self and we believe that the world revolves around us individually. The most important thing for health and well-being is relationship satisfaction and what Brooks call real friends or deal friends. People are interconnected to one another in a similar way to trees. Success addicts are often the object of tremendous resentment from people who needed and deserved their love and attention but did not receive it for many years. The secret is going from strength to strength is to recognize that your weakness, your loss and your decline can be a gift. Be honest and humble about your weaknesses and you'll be comfortable in your own skin to impart your wisdom for the greater good. Humility suppresses your ego tendencies and you're open to so many possibilities to do good service in the world. Evolve from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset. Going from strength to strength and to your second mountain requires learning a new set of life skills in which Brooke summarizes the pillars of faith, family, friends and service to others. Choose work that is more meaningful, enjoyable and interesting. Make the work you do the reward and not just the means to an end. And his final seven words which spell volumes as he caps the book beautifully to finding success. Happiness and deep purpose in the second half of life. Use things, love people, worship the divine. In Marshall Goldsmith's book, The Earned Life, he talks about the three A's. Taking action, what you are doing now, to reach your ambition, what we want to achieve, and finally to realize your aspiration, who we want to become. To close a gap between what you plan to do in your life and what you actually get done, he proposes a structure for a life plan review. Here are some powerful life plan review questions 
to ask yourself every single day. Did I do my best to set clear goals, make progress to achieving my goals, find meaning, be happy, to maintain and build positive relationships, to be fully engaged, to express gratitude, to forgive the previous me, to add value to someone's life. And finally, the every moment question that will affirm an earned life if done consistently, habitually, and continually over time. Am I being the person I want to be right now? I am personally committed to building a tribe of community, of family and friends who discuss deeply about the opportunities, fears, and support systems required during the transitional phase towards our second mountain. I believe that we can help each other as micro wisdom circles to help jump off the first curve onto the second and climb our second mountain. I also believe that the world needs this population stock of wisdom as they retire from the workforce. What a wonderful thought that we can give back and serve the greater good from everything we've learned from an earned life, whether business, personal or a life design. Join me in that quest and stay in tune for more. I hope that you found today's session valuable. If so, please follow me on Instagram at outroom.richard and post your comments. Thank you again. Until the next podcast.